Welcome to the One Pan Podcast. I'm John. I'm Emily. And tonight we're going to be making Mexican, Mexican Street Corn Pasta Salad. Mexican Street. Mexican Street Corn Pasta. Five you, words. Were you struggling to not count the syllables? No, I was just trying to. Like, I, was, I was just thinking. I'm like, what is going to be the thing? I what's what's going to be the What's going to be the Pinterest recipe that we make that has like 17 words in the title? Original Bavarian Polish cream toasted grilled sauerkraut. Um, something dog. Bavarian like, <laughs> Polish cream. Yeah, yeah. It's two types of Eastern Europeans in <laughs> one. So it's been rough moving into our new space. <sighs> Dude, I used to think moving was like fun and easy and great. And I always wondered why like people yeah. were stressed. And then I had a child. <laughs> and that child required my attention. 99 point pie length level of nines <laughs> percent of my attention. Yeah. And I get it now. I get mm-hmm. it when you've got like a million things that you're doing and you and can't devote any brain you. space to that because the baby needs you. Because they're just like, I'm loud. I'm here. Hi. Ah, I'm upset. Uh, something touched me. This Baby. Is uh, I'm crying now. I poop myself. I'm very hungry. I want to sleep. I bonked my head. I bonked my head. You bonked my head. Uh, something weird looked at me. The cat looked at me. Uh, I do not want to sleep. I do, I do want to sleep, but I won't let you sleep. No, don't. No. Yes, maybe. No, somewhat. So tonight, moving as I'm moving putting is a lot. Well, to, with, with that tonight, as I'm putting him down to go to sleep, mm-hmm. he does not want to be held. Of he course. was just squirming, and I was like, "Fine, yeah, just lay fine, there." Fine, fine. And then he's just like ah, blah, blah, in the bed, just <laughs> like my, talking. And then the worst, my favorite thing. the worst part. I get dip, dip. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's, I, he's like, like Jar Jar Binks. Uh, it's like a cross between Jar Jar and uh, Jabba. Yeah, so just like not as low, <laughs> the, uh, uh, not as evil. Yeah, like the laughing Jawa comes Wookie. out. I was a solo, solo. And the laughing after. Yeah. Ho, oh, ho, ho, ho. It's just Dash, higher pitch. Oh my god, Dash totally has a freaking hot laugh because we'll do that he'll be screaming at us and, uh-huh. like, ah! and then you look at him he's like that's <laughs> what so he just did tonight like, he's laying there just doing? just laying on his back and i'm like maybe if i just like sit here and just do nothing he won't st- he won't maybe, toy with my sanity maybe he'll just like kind of get himself to go to sleep yeah, i don't know sure sure and so he just goes ah! i look at him he goes <laughs> <laughs> you book a face. You know exactly how to, how to oh string me gosh. up and do this thing. Like, it's just how but to But then I can't me. be mad at him because then it's like he the does cutest, this. He goes, <laughs> and he's like, the cutest Stop little thing. Stop it. Only oh, you're adorable. Damn you, kid. Damn you, adorable kid. So before this, uh, we hit record, I, I got the pan. We're going to be grilling some corn tonight. So I got the pan nice and juicy, nice and hot. And I'm boiling some water right now. And this doesn't look to be too bad. What it seems like it is, is make pasta, put ingredients in pasta. It's, yeah. it's like three things. Make pasta, make your the additives to the pasta, yeah. and then the pasta sauce. Because we have a third thing of like, it's like lime juice and mm-hmm. something else, whatever. And I, limited counter little, space. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm I'm kind of excited for this recipe because I've been really digging on street corn lately. I've been really digging on Mexican street corn. It's like the fifth time we've had it in like two months, mm-hmm. like a month and a half, I think, probably. 
and it's most of them have been like me making them so it's real good i haven't gone yet real to good. like a taco like a street cart or something like that i really want to find one i just don't know who serves good street corn because everybody serves like street tacos but that's the primary focus especially if it's like um, a ta- if, especially if it's like a cart i don't know at mill creek venture out when we used to go they had a like a oh, mexican a, corn uh dude we vendor. should go i think they're doing so if you guys aren't familiar with this mill, mill creek venture out is a it's so much canyon fun. rim outdoor uh, i want to say festival but it's not really a festival festivals have a theme it, mill creek venture out well they do have a i, I guess they have they, a weekly theme actually yeah they do have a weekly theme so i guess you're right it's mill creek venture out. it's it's much like a festival they have vendors they have mm-hmm. food and their big shtick is they have a giant blow-up outdoor movie. Yeah. So the uh, the most fun I remember like was like a year ago, and... two years ago, we went with our friend Reagan to Mill Creek Venture Out, and oh, they played yeah. actually more. God, more. This, this is more, more like than that. three years ago because this, this like was four. when. Yeah. Oh my God. Because this was when Frozen came out. Anyway, we went and the Friday Night movie no, was Frozen. Are, I think we were like closer to five. Oh my God. Time sucks. I think we were still in that first apartment. Holy mother. So like five or six years ago. Jeez, that's ridiculous so they were playing frozen and just it was the most adorable thing in the entire world because it's like oh my gosh. sea ocean yes. i mean like and i really mean it there was like 1500 people there cars parked blankets yeah. set up sitting in the dark and then elsa starts so, but all these little little, little little girls girl, are dressed every up. little girl i mean i'm talking like from, from like two to 14 oh my gosh it was were so dressed up as elsa in their own version of elsa and they were all just screaming let it go it was amazing. Well, and my favorite was let the the let the storm rage on. That one. Uh, you just heard let the storm rage. <laughs> it might as well have been like a Metallica. It was concert. amazing. It was amazing. Megadeth plays oh my Frozen. Gosh. It was amazing. Just it's to like laugh. every little girl screamed the word on as loud as they freaking well, they were just could. Hype. They were just hype with their bros. They're it all at their so... show and they're hanging out. <laughs> they're doing their thing. They're getting their they're getting their jam on. Oh, oh my gosh. man, that was so, that night was really. I, just, really fun. I, I think it was our friend's sister was there with us, and she's like, "I hate this movie," and you just see i just watch her freaking icy heart melt and she's like okay this is the cutest thing i've ever seen and i'm like Seriously. yeah shut up because it was you the sing-along like version Frozen, but that was adorable yeah it was a sing-along version it was amazing uh and the girl and all the little girls sing every freaking song yeah, it was adorable. and I've, we've since been to mill creek venture out but nothing was as memorable memorable no, there as was that. that one french cartoon one that we saw that was funky oh the song of the sea yeah no it wasn't french it was celtic oh yeah i think so uh, it's the song. It's it's a book about the I, the the book of Kells. And you and I played poker until it started. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, that was way fun. You don't know how to play, and therefore you got naked. You didn't, but in I the mean, middle of the park. Yes. If you would, if that was how I play poker, you would have. But they have different like, so they have different activities have leading up things. to the movie. Yeah, so they the have one we went to, that one was like, like ocean themed. So there was like a slip and slide. Huge slip and slide. They had fire trucks. And they were like uh-huh. spraying people with the hoses, not in like a sometimes civil rights like, way, but like <laughs> a regular way. Sometimes they have like an animal themed one, themed one, and they have like petting zoos and like yeah, pony yeah, rides yeah. and that stuff. Was fun. Goats with their weird horizontal pupils. Goats with uh, the random fainting spells. <laughs> Have you watched those? Oh, sure. <laughs> they get startled. Insert goat scream here. 
<laughs> I love um now you have to now we have to insert the I knew you were trouble when you walked in oh, I version knew, with yeah. the ghost. <laughs> trouble, trouble, insert that here. I knew you were trouble when you walked in. So shame on me now. Me to places I've never been. Now I'm lying on the cold hard Guys, those are terrible. No, but also like fainting goats. Have you just watched fainting goats where like they get yeah, startled sure. and their it's whole just a body natural just reflex goes, where they're like, and they black out basically, and you're just like, that's a terrible defense mechanism. That's basically like you Play know they say that joke that you're like, hey, you don't have to outrun the bear, you just have to outrun your friend. No, you just have to bring a goat with you. <laughs> that's what you do, because then the Sad. goat will feel the bear, and then like, oh, Poor goat. hey, it's the circle of life, Aww. which I'm not excited for. I don't, I don't care about Beyonce and Donald Glover's. You Simba. like Donald Glover, though. I do, and I'm not like I'm not hype about his performance. Like this is gonna be okay. You know what I am hype about? Uh-huh. The feminist fucking action movie that they're turning Mulan into. Oh, that's gonna be really cool, dude. It's gonna be like a fucking Wu Jin, Wuxia, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Those are the those are the those are the fantasy words for that genre of oh. film. You just looked at me like, what the fuck did you? <laughs> what foreign you, words are I, you speaking? I also thought you were just making up. <laughs> of course you are. Asian oh, words. Oh, sure. Great. I'm married to fucking racist because he just makes up Asian <laughs> words, Chinese words. You're Okay, we should start cooking things. Yeah, so I, I don't know what I got to do first. Oh, I should probably tell you the recipe. That <laughs> might be like a thing. Uh, I'm assuming since it's street corn pasta, so really the first two things that I noticed that I really got to do, I got to grill the... Cook the pasta. I got to cook the pasta and I got to grill the corn. And the corn is like cooked for 12... It's like... 15 or 20 minutes turning every five minutes so yeah i just gotta do that for a little bit and then cook the pasta the pasta water is boiling the pretty sure the well i'm grilling on a cast iron pan so i think the cast iron is hot enough and i'm just gonna pull the corn out and yeah get it going the corn mm-hmm. corn took a little bit and then that was the process man. yeah that was god the corn flipping no wonder it it's like people don't do mexican corn yeah because it takes like a thing or like you do it because you also like know how to do it yeah. you definitely do a thing so what you're hearing in the background if you can hear it gently is the sizzle of bacon which is there anything better i don't know bacon don't know. is mm. uh, okay i'm torn between this because yes this is not my favorite way to make bacon I used to love fried bacon. Like, just fried bacon. You, I know which way you're going to talk about. I bake it. Yep. I bake bacon. Baking bacon is my secret secret. And honestly. Granted, it's not like a wild, crazy secret or anything. <laughs> but I learned it when I was working at the Waldorf Astoria at the their restaurant, which has since changed names. I don't even remember what it was called. I, it was just the Golden something. No, that's the spa, the Golden Door. I don't even remember what the salon, the spa, the restaurant words are, was called. It's now like powder, I think is what it's called. Whatever. Anyway. Which, I know it's about the snow, yeah. but it just sounds like they put Cocaina. cocaine in their food. Yeah, probably. So, I learned how to bake bacon from this dude. His name is Marin. He had a full shoulders, like... What was his uh, name? Marin, M-A-R-I-N. Oh, I heard Mary... 
and his best friend Pip. Uh huh. So, Marin had a uh, a full length sleeve tattoo that was of a marlin. It was awesome. That is pretty. Cool. That's what I remember. Uh, and those super cool Japanese waves. So he had like a freaking Nemo tattoo. Yeah, something like that. It was okay. fun. So Nemo isn't a marlin, but marlin is a clownfish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's things outside of Pixar. You huge um, idiot. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's I'm sorry. terrible. No, it's okay. Anyway, <laughs> he taught me how to make restaurant quality bacon. Mm-hmm. So I like to say the best bacon, but it's not fair. It's just it's a different style of cooking bacon. So you can fry bacon, right? You can do your thing. He taught me how to make restaurant quality bacon. Now, baking bacon is probably no secret to most people, but it's it was like whole news to me of how like, dude, how do you get flat pieces of bacon? Every time I fry bacon, it like curls up and shrivels and does yeah. the thing and stuff like that. And you get these like foot long, like forearm length pieces of bacon that turn into bacon the size of your palm. Oh yeah, no, it's totally. so frustrating. And even though it's really the same amount of meat, it doesn't feel like it. Not even a little bit. You're talking to the guy that can't cut his sandwich for the fear, for the appearance that it looks like less food. So I absolutely understand that to my very core. So he taught me how to make bacon, which is cold bacon, a cold pan, and a cold oven. So you take the bacon, you slather it on the, you put it on the pan, and you do foil first so you don't uh, have to clean up after. No, well, I mean, yeah, they have like they had like special bacon pans, which were the coolest things I'd ever seen, and I want to fucking track them down. But yeah, yeah, a little bit of foil, so you catch all the grease and stuff like that, and you lay the bacon in the pan, mm-hmm. cold, you know, cold pan, cold oven, and then you put another pan on top of the bacon so oh. that it kind of flattens it, and then you turn the oven on. So cold oven, cold pan, cold bacon, yeah. close the oven door and turn the oven on to 400. Turn it to 400 okay. and it's like 25 minutes and the bacon will be perfect. Perfect. Huh. Perfect. Well, because you also don't really love crispy, crispy no, bacon. No, I don't. I like slightly crunchy bacon. So like just beginning to crisp bacon. Yeah. I don't like real crunchy bacon. I love hearty, like it's a little bit of crunch, but it's still kind of stringy and delicious. I like bacon that is a teeny bit crunchy, a little bit chewy, a little bit tough, like meat is tough. Mm -hmm. Uh, So like almost beef jerky, like, I don't know. It's hard to kind of explain, So the but the oven baked bacon is, it produces that perfectly. You get these huge strips of bacon. They get a little crispy in certain places where it's yeah. thin, but then the thicker cuts of the bacon stuff like that stay really meaty. Well, it's very delicious. And then you don't delicious. have the nightmare that we get to clean up, which is all the oil. Yeah, well, and you, you do get all the oil, but the, when you have it like in a pan, in a foil, in foil, you just roll the foil up and throw the foil yep. away. So. It's like a thing. It's It ends up making it extremely easy by comparison to frying it. So, <sighs> all right. Well, we've got all the bacon cooked, and I've got to just test the farfalle, the botai pasta that we've got okay. cooking. There we go. Yeah, I mean, all we really had to cook in this was the pasta, the corn, and, and the, the bacon. bacon. And really, if you wanted to, like, cheat with bacon bits... Or bacon crumbles, or you made bacon a couple of days ago, and you just kind of yeah. crunch it up, or something like that. Or you get like Hormel pre-cooked bacon. You're fine. Yeah, and then like instead of taking the ordeal to like cook corn on the cob, Trader Joe's are not a sponsor. Has frozen. 
fire roasted Mexican corn. And they have two, like two versions of it yes. too. They have like a red bag version, which is just the corn. And there's a lot of it. And there's a lot of it. And then they have this other version, which is like, it comes with a bag, comes with a little packet of like, it's like a meal where yeah. it has like frozen little packets of sauce. Yeah. It has like gravy sauce. Frozen little cubes of of whatever stuff and then little packets of cotija that you can mix with and everything. Mm -hmm. And they also had this uh, like taco kit, which was amazing. It was like beef and tacos and a jalapeno and salsa and guac just all in one. It was like the easiest way to make up just street tacos. And then we mixed that. We like did the beef that came in that packet with the roasted corn sauce. It was amazing. It was so good. Mm -hmm. So yeah, fresh corn is amazing. Like don't get me wrong, like go to like a Smith's parking lot where they have those like farm stands yeah. of sweet corn. Like, dude, support your local farmer for sure. No, I actually, and if you like, I don't want to do that because it's kind of a lot of effort. Just corn in a bag, baby, corn in a bag. And if you can't even do corn in a bag and you want to do like canned corn, fine. Get your Just get your cast iron, get your cast iron hot, like a pat of butter, and grill them until they're like brown, mm-hmm. until they scorch on a little bit on the sides. It's real delicious. So this recipe comes from a website that's chelseasmessyapron.com, which who is Chelsea and why is her apron so messy? It's not though. The logo is like, it's like it's flying through the air or something. Like her apron is windblown, but Chelsea's windblown apron doesn't sound like a recipe book. Oh yeah, it's like the little, like the little ties of the apron are, is that a little star around it? I don't know. Hold on. We're going to zoom. We're going to zoom in and. We're gonna oh, no. dissect her uh, graphic design it's ability. It's just a weird apron. It's just a weird apron. <laughs> hey, I, I feel like that's like a shitty criticism of a dad <laughs> at a barbecue. Like, is that a th-? no? It's just a shitty apron. <laughs> Terrible oh, burn. Dads are are really great at the like certain things. Dad jokes. Yeah, Fixing my dad. Stuff. Okay, I should just put it this way. My dad was really good at the gardening. Huh? Gardening that he was actually an incredible gardener mm. uh, i had a friend that used to joke being that kind she of bald. wanted she wanted to dress up in wearing uh, shorts with never shoes wore and shorts. socks i saw him wear shorts and shoes those shorts and socks and things in one nah, time he always wore long pants yeah you wish okay can i finish my thought no all right no uh well no don't take my candy no. my friend would always talk okay this is Two stories. Um, <laughs> so my friend always talked about that. She loved the garden he had so much that she wanted to dress up as like a bandit, like a robber in all black, and go steal the vegetables from our garden. Nice. She wanted to pretend to be the hamburglar, but yeah. a vegetable burglar. Vegetable burglar. Vegetable burglar. That's a hard word to say. Burger. Spell defigger. Did that hurt her? All right. I love 30 Rock. I was too also much. thinking the Flintstone metaphor. <laughs> the from Cloudy the Chosen Wolf. Flintstone. I don't know what it is. The Flintstone. The Flintstone. But I was going to say about my dad is he was kind of the master of giving you an insult with really giving you an insult. Oh, a backhanded compliment? Yeah, that one. Just sneak it in. But like not. Okay. So like my it was always about perfume. Yeah. My dad I didn't like strong smells. No, I don't think any dad likes strong smells. So aside my, so from like, like cooking bacon, diesel, the smell of a mosquito fried one of those blue lights. If you're from the south, uh, this is you that this you know, you don't like? like most dads. Like oh, most okay. dads don't like strong smells unless they're these very few. Sm- like, oh, unless you know, these. like the smell of a recent like the smell of tools in a garage, the smell of Home Depot's lumber yard, like. 
so when my sisters would come up uh, the stairs in their, you know, name your favorite sensitive... dad smells. Actually, I'm thinking about that. You should tw- uh, comment, send us, send us, send us your favorite your favorite dad smell. Ask your dad, like, dad, what's your favorite smell? I want to, I want to get a list of dad smells. We're gonna going. have like a compilation of yeah, dad yeah, it'd smells. be amazing. But he, they would like my sisters, their sensitive teenage hearts would come up the stairs ready for a date. Sure, sure. And do basically wanna... dousing themselves in in prepubescent in, in female yes. version of Axe. Or maybe even just spritzing. Yeah, sure. Your spritz is our. It was most sh- likely sh- from Victoria's Secret, and they didn't tell pits. my dad because if they he knew who they went to Victoria's Secret, he would like sure throw have a, a book attack. of Mormon at them. Throw a book of Mormon at them. That's the devil's lingerie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he would just go, I'm "What smells?" The devil is what he would say. Now. They walk up the stairs and they go, "What smells or what stinks?" Oh. And they're like. Dad, I just I want to look pretty on my date. Uh, this like, is funny because you're like, I want to look pretty, therefore I must smell good. That's odd, but whatever. It's okay, like turning well, wanna... your, no, no, but it, it's it's one of those things that you like associate one versus two. It's like when you're driving and you're like, I gotta turn the music down. Why does that work? It's because your brain needs to focus on a task, and so it actually chooses which it needs to focus on more. So ah. you instinctively turn the radio down so it doesn't divvy your attention from the task at hand. That's more important. So. It makes funny sense that you're like, oh, I need to, the I way, need to look better. The way you just said so, though. So, I need to look better, therefore I need to smell better is also like, it's a way for humans to be like, oh, I will create a more comprehensive memory since smell is the greatest sense tied to memory, yeah. that if you smell better, it also makes more sense that your date would remember you more. He's like, wow, she smelled amazing. But you know... My dad would like freak out about that, but I don't know how good of a sense of smell he had. I know. Otherwise, because I know I don't think his schnoz worked very well. Well, he every morning, so he was a teacher. Uh-huh. Every morning, he would he's very like much a creature of habit. Sure. And so he would make um, some concoction of oatmeal that I've never fully known what it is. Nice. Because he just called it mush. Gross. Which and is hilarious that that's my nickname that you call me. Yeah. I didn't even put that together until I just said it two seconds ago. That was kind of your idea for me to call you mush. That you didn't put it together, though? That you're like, no, that's my dad's weird food that he made in the morning. I don't want to call my significant other I'm that. Sorry. I just put that together. <laughs> Insert Do you want me to Twilight change Zone nose. It's no. Insert Twilight Zone nose. Well, because I say mush, and his, he said mush. Oh, sure. The inflection. It's totally it's different. It's the change of the vowel. Yeah, sure. Of course. That's what you say to dogs. So mush. Not he'd mush. always have that. And like, mush like push, not mush like hush. Sure. He would never have time to eat it at home, mm-hmm. so it was always in the car, Ew. and then he always have banana. Ew. So then he'd put the bowl, because he'd eat it on his way to work, Ew. and so the bowl with the banana peel would Ew. be under his seat, Ew. and he'd bring it in every Ew. time, so his car had this weird funk smell from the mush. Sure, of course not. Mush funk. Huh. And he also was that guy who... He made uh. it super, super hot, and so he would take this <laughs> little... <laughs> Sure, that was great ASMR for nice. you guys. <laughs> Mushfunk. I feel like it's a reggae band. Mushfunk. Yeah, we're coming in, man. The Mushfunk. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Jamaicans aren't easily offended. <sighs> also, I don't think any Jamaican people listen to this podcast. If they are offended, you can fight me, and that's fine. I will immediately coward. Hey, we gotta chop some veggies. Oh, we do? What do we gotta do now? 
Okay, so... I gotta get a bunch of lime juice, right? And then I got a bunch of cilantro. I gotta, I gotta mush an avocado the size of my... So I got a Haas avocado for the first time. Actually, that's not... A, I, I've always gotten small Haas avocados, yeah. right? H-A-S-S, not H-O-S-S, like boss the Haas. <laughs> um, this is a, a large Haas avocado. It's a fucking softball, dude. Uh, it's a baseball. This you is the biggest avocado I've ever had. Uh, yeah, it was a squishy. It was pr- it's a little greener than I'd like it to be, but it's actually pretty squishy, so I'm like, eh. Yeah, the other be- ones we had were... Uh, moosh. Yeah, yeah they, they were pretty were. gross. Uh, they were they were the, the... The hard part with avocados, again, is like the skin is like dark. That you're like, oh, this should be ready. And like, you cut it open, and you're like, ew, it's dusty and liquidy and bleh. So, I hate when it gets liquidy, and that's how I know it's bad. Oh, I can't even. This is disgusting. So this is a little greener than I'd like, but I'd rather it be a little more greener than it be the too overripe or whatever. So I tried to find the ripest greener that I could find. So I think this will do okay. Anyway. All right, so I gotta what, what do I gotta do? I gotta I gotta turn this guy what in a guac basically or just just cube no, him or something? Um, hold on. So chop the avocado into small pieces. Yeah, cube it. Chop the green onions. Yep. Coarsely chop the cilantro, which is already sure. Crumble the bacon. Got it. Crumble the cheese. Got it. Add black beans if desired. Heck no. Nah, I'm all right. I'm not a black beans fan. We don't like you like baked beans. Yeah. That's the only beans you like. Yeah, pretty much. I don't do anything else. Uh, and 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 like good good baked beans like CB and Maddox baked beans are pretty much the best baked beans for right now. Oh my gosh! And yeah. they're tied for the best slaw on the planet. So with lovebirds, right? Uh, yeah. And you guys will you'll hear about that because we went there and uh, it's kind of amazing. So next week's episode of the munchies is going to be lovebirds and yeah yeah it's it's yeah. intense it's very intense okay so i guess i get veggies i gotta chop bacon nope. i gotta crumble and then what do i do with it just throw it all then in a, in a thing? large bowl combine the completely dry and cool pasta so you <laughs> it's dry it. and cool how do you completely dry it that's fine the sauce has to stick to it anyway, and that's, so it's not going to be oh, completely Oh, drain dry. and rinse under cold water. No, I don't want to rinse under cold water. And because if you rinse under cold water, the problem with is, is that is, is then the, sta- the sauce doesn't attach to the pasta. The whole point that you don't rinse pasta is, is that the starches from the pasta are now attached. So then you get the sauce that sticks to it. It's just to make it cold because it's supposed yeah, to be cold salad. Yeah, I get that it's a cold salad, but I'll just mix it and we'll throw it in the fridge for 20 minutes or something like that and deal with it that way because I can, want the sauce to stick to it. You can put it. it in the fridge while we... No, because it'll... it'll congeal in a super weird way so i gotta like mix the ingredients and then cool it down okay. otherwise it'll be a thing okay give me a minute or two to chop some veggies and we'll be back okay avocado's cut bacon is crumbled yep well i guess i didn't really crumble it because i i made it the way i like the bacon so it was a little bit stringy so i had to use scissors to cut it up and mm-hmm. this is where i'm like oh my, i had it as i was cutting i was like oh my god I should get those. Have you ever seen those like multi-plane scissors where they have like yes five scissors together and they're like cut your herbs? I'm like, oh my god, that would dice bacon like so fast, so fast, man. So I totally think I'm gonna add one of those to my like uh, Amazon, Amazon wish, wish list. list. Which hey, we have that now. We have an Amazon one pan wish list. We and everything. do. We do. It's a couple kitchen items and things stuff like that. And uh, we're going to add that into the Patreon when it gets launched by the middle of next week. I know that I said like two episodes ago that was going to be it was going to be launched and it was ready. But moving took a lot out of me that I didn't expect was going to take a lot out of me. So everything kind of got pushed back. Now, I'm so proud of us 
Not going to lie. I am going <sighs> to shout myself out for just a minute. I you am hyper proud. You do it. That we did not miss a, we did not miss recording once. No, nope. we had all of our munchies episodes come out. Our regular episodes have come out. Like no matter how down to the wire, last minute, crazy town, scrambling for recipes, trying to find things. We got our Late episodes out. So I am, <laughs> I am super proud of myself and, and getting this accomplished anything. So, and not even having a fully functioning kitchen. Oh, like, so where's this? Where's that? It's in a box. Quick, I need that. What blah, box? Blah, blah. I don't know. Uh, look under those other boxes. Why, why does this box have heads in them? Ah, though. <laughs> so there's a lot of stuff. That I'm, but we have kept on track with the show because we know yep. that you need the One Band Podcast every week to keep you guys. You need it in your life. You need it in your lives so that when you're searching on Pinterest, you're like, oh, what I make? No, I wouldn't make that. This would be a terrible recipe. You know why? Because they made it on the One Band and it's god awful. So. We try to keep you keep you safe. Keep you safe in Pinterest. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. Oh, I'm just kidding. Man, when people say god awful. Yeah. So there was this uh, restaurant I used to go to in college. Sure. Called Big Ed's. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. So it was sad. this whole thing. So it was across the street from I know part the story, of the University of Utah called President Circle. And like the music building was like right there. And so I spent tons of time at Big Ed's. The music, re- the music building is relevant to the story because you graduated. Yes, from the University of Utah with a music education degree. That's why. Because she spent, she spent time inside the music building. Yes. Like my whole four years there. Yeah. So... Um, Show me that one corner. You're like, this is that corner that I waited outside that test where I peed. You didn't really do that. I was like, what? (laughs) Is there something I blocked out? (laughs) Well, maybe. I don't know. I'm just kidding. You showed me around that building a couple of times. You're like, well, these are my lockers. This is where I had these glasses. This is where I was. That one time with my friends, we made this joke, and this idiot kid fell down the stairs. This is the time that I fell down the stairs. I was like, idiot kid, you mean me? (laughs) So I would go to Big Ed's all the time because they had cheap coffee. And it was terrible, but it's cheap. Oh, it was horrible. Was like but they had like vanilla creamer, and they well, no, it was free refills. So you paid like a buck, and then you had free refills. And it was owned by this cute uh, Asian couple. Um, Linda was the cook. Everyone called her mom. Yep. And I remember she had a beehive, not no, like in the a, restaurant. No, she just had big poofy hair. She had a really big, like poofy bob. Yeah. Which was like a beehive, but not quite. So like post beehive, late 60s. She came up to me one day. I'm working and like it's like eight in the morning. One of my professors is actually sitting in the corner and he has like he goes there every morning and he had a special fork and he that he liked because it was a little more weighted than the others. What a weirdo. And he would read the newspaper. We're going to freaking call that guy She out. comes up to me. So mom comes up to me and she goes, uh, I don't know. I, I'm not doing the accent. No, you're not. No. <laughs> Even though when I tell this story to my friends, I might. I really don't want my podcast thrown off of iTunes. Oh, sorry. That's okay. okay Even though it. I like five seconds ago just did a Jamaican accent. I can't, almost can't tell this story without it. Anyway, she looks at me and she goes, I like an eyebrow. <laughs> it's because of the way she said it. Because she just Uh-oh. said, I like I, your eyebrow. I like an eyebrow. And you're but like, a, huh? And What's she that? just, she's like, your eyebrow, your eyebrow. And I was like. Thank you. And then she told me about how many girls make their eyebrows so ugly, and I do a good job on mine. Oh, you do a good job on yours. So then, um, well, I they guess you had... did because that was before you got the soft tap stuff. Yes. You know, nice. I love it. Toy. It's kind of <laughs> worn off. But <laughs> so they had this one dish called the god awful G A W D awful. God. God awful. Okay. And the god awful. Oh my glee. Oh my glee. I'm going to insert that right now. Oh my 
my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Go ahead. Um, was lot some sort of breakfast that I never ordered it. Some I looked at it. Some sort of breakfast. Was it yeah. like those things when they call it like the, the kitchen? It's called the kitchen sink, or whatever. They so just threw like stuff in it. Scrambled eggs, chili, onions, bacon, hash browns, everything. It was the chili things. that got me. <laughs> chili. That's interesting. So it was like the place that college kids went to sober up from the night before. Yeah. Or get drunk. I just made me laugh that they were both Asian and neither of them were named Ed. But it's because no, she bought it from they bought it from someone the original else. owner was who was named disgusting Ed. Disgusting hole in the wall place. I mean, it was yeah, there was slime. Everywhere. It was gross. And I mean, like the slime that comes from like caked on grease on yes. surfaces and stuff. You sit, and you're like, I mean, they oh, wiped down that? the tables and everything. Yeah, sure, but... they were clean to the best of their ability. But like the walls and stuff, you're like, oh, there's been forty years of grease floating in the in the air yeah. in here. So it's just on. The surfaces now. And sadly, the husband had been borrowing money. Uh, he had financial from, troubles and stuff. And then he ended up kind of like. Essentially stealing money from customers, <laughs> like a lot. And then this. Bamboosing. And I, disappearing into the wind. And it, from the, what it sounded like is he the wife had himself. no idea. Yeah, which is sad. And I feel so bad because she was the heart and soul of that place and she ran that place. Yeah. And then they, this is suddenly closed. And now it's public eds. Public with a K. Yeah. Uh, public is a Don't get me coffee wrong. company. I love public. I just yeah. am bummed that it's not a cheap college joint anymore. Well, a, they're trying their best to be within the confines of their own yes. branding. No, and while and it's I a love, wonderful brand, and yeah, I love, I love public. public, and they're a lot of fun, and they represent a lot of the originality of Salt Lake that is like fighting against big, there's big time corporatization taking over in Salt yeah. Lake and unfortunately it has a lot to do with like outside corporations and it also has a lot to do with the LDS church taking over and being like we're going to sanitize everything we're just going to clean this and push things away that we mm -hmm. don't like or approve of and we're going to relocate these people and these businesses and these things because we have more money than you so I love what everything that public represents and it's also like a bummer that like she couldn't keep up the place and just yeah. be like a you know like, she works at the griddle until she dies kind of a thing. Oh, no. She, yeah, she was back in the kitchen. And, like, I had a certain order. And it was really, she never really knew my name. The main you server. You just eyebrow lady. I was eyebrow lady. Hey, lady. Hey, lady. Hey, lady. Um, The main server was Hez, Heather, but she went by Hez. Don't ask me why. That's what happens when you get born at Burning Man. Probably. She was kind of hippy-dippy. Gross. So, but, like, I always had a very specific, like, I loved their biscuits and gravy, but I always liked uh, eggs over easy in between the biscuit and the gravy. Oh. So, biscuit over easy gravy. Yes. Nice. And so... It got to a point they knew my order so well that Hez would just go, Mom, it's for that girl. Okay. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> You're like, really? I'm that girl yeah, to you guys? for that girl. Really? Biscuits and gravy with the eggs and, you know. That's the funny. Eggs hey, on it's top for of that biscuit. girl. <sighs> All right. You ready to make some sauce? I guess you're going to make some sauce. What's the sauce entail? Oh, I should probably help you with that. You're just standing here waiting for me to give you direction. <laughs> okay, you just dump all the ingredients into a bowl and whisk it together. Cool. Ingredients so, are? Mayo. Half cup of mayo. Half a cup of mayo. Three tablespoons of freshly squeezed lime juice and a fourth teaspoon of lime zest. Okay. Uh, eighth teaspoon of cumin. Fourth teaspoon of paprika. Uh -huh. And salt and pepper. Okay. Eighth quarter things. This is this fine. Yeah, I think, uh, okay. This is going to be not not too bad. I'm going to eyeball a lot of this stuff because I don't know where all of our measuring cups are, but nobody cares. An eighth of a teaspoon is like a pinch. A quarter teaspoon is like two pinches. So mm -hmm. 
We got this. Okay, we're gonna make the make the sauce and come right back. All right, so the sauce is made, and I had a I had a worry about this kind of initially because it's, yeah. like, it's very very watery. A quarter cup of mayo plus three tablespoons of lemon juice, lime juice, the zest of a lime, the cumin powder, things like that. It's very 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 liquidy. But Emily was right to point out that it's not. A it's, sauce. Yeah. It's a dressing, which is to say that it needs to like coat all of the ingredients. Yeah. And distribute and, like, it's not supposed. Oh. It's supposed to enhance the flavor, not be. Yeah, the flavor. it's not supposed to be the flavor. It's supposed to kind of enhance the thing. Anyway, I'm okay on the sauce, I guess. Do Mayo you taste and it? lime juice doesn't really work. Oh, that is limey. Do you think you put on? No, I think straight. It's really intense because it's lime juice, mayo, salt. Pepper. I can taste a little bit of the cumin. I can taste a little bit of the paprika. But I mean, like, whew. <laughs> You're still being water. affected. Damn, my jaw hurts a little bit from that. But I get it. That makes sense that it's supposed to be very, very liquidy. So I had my doubts about it before. And now I'm like, okay, I think this will kind of be okay. So I'm going to get the bowl of all the ingredients. I threw it in the fridge while we were kind of, uh, Milo was making the sauce to kind of get it to cool down slightly. And then I'm going to start mixing the, I guess, quote, dry ingredients unquote and then after that's kind of thoroughly mixed with the pasta i will throw the sauce over yeah. it as we mix it we'll kind of end up doing that together i'm going to get your help doing that yeah so okay i'm gonna do this the old-fashioned way and by the old-fashioned way i'm gonna do this my way so i have a like fucking four quart whatever pyrex dish huge. and it is filled i mean it is filled Granted, I guess I think we were supposed to use mini farfalle, but doesn't matter. It still would have been. I don't think it said it. I thought it said the. I thought the recipe said mini farfalle. I just re used regular farfalle. Oh, it does say mini farfalle. Yeah, farfalle. but it's also like the same size fucking box, and the farfalle expands and everything. Whatever, like yeah. this is, it's still going to be a massive amount of pasta and food. So it's a little too big for me to mix by hand without it spilling out everywhere, everywhere yeah. so we're gonna do the thing that i love to do which is i take the pyrex lid and i put it on the pyrex dish and then i shake the whole damn thing <laughs> we do this all the time we made oh you know oh, muddy buddies oh man oh my god okay there is a i think this is probably going to be next week oh my week's, gosh let's make it yeah next no, week's episodes don't oh don't okay there's like a secret muddy buddies recipe that we're going to try for next week I oh really, my gosh i'm so excited yeah right me now. too it's uh okay i will say this it's a summer muddy buddies like it's yes. a light and fresh muddy buddies so you're like, I'm probably thinking you're like, whoa, what? How could this be thing? It's confusing. Yeah, this is going to be really good. So I won't spoil the surprise, but next week's recipe is going to be really, really fun, especially because Adriana Stedman of Swipe Right for Sleep is going to be coming on our show. That's perfect. Adriana hosts Swipe Right for Sleep and Where's My Chapstick? Where's My Chapstick is her kind of like fun girl in a corporate world podcast and then swipe right for sleep it, it gets it's a really fun she uses binaural beats asmr and storytelling and science to encourage you to sleep if you guys are having issues with insomnia or developing a nighttime routine and stuff adriana's podcast swipe right for sleep she kind of guides you through it's a little bit of guided meditation mm -hmm. into getting and developing correct sleeping routines so that you can kind of overcome bad sleeping habits she's got such a wonderful calm sweet and soothing voice yeah, so i'm does. really excited to have adriana on the on next week's episode and yeah, this will be perfect summer be, late night yeah snack. super super 
super perfect summer late night snack. I'm very excited for this oh, next week's yeah. episode. I can't wait to. And I'm not going to tell Adriana about this, but she, we're just going to surprise her. And I think she's going to be hyper excited. So I'm going to do this thing where I take the Pyrex lid and then I just shake it. Emily's going to take video of this. So I'm going to put this on I'm Instagram. I'm not going to lie. This is the one like, time it's so full. I'm really scared of the lid popping open because it's going to be so everywhere. heavy. No. I got this. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I finished my game of Batman on the PlayStation. Did you finish board. it? Yeah, I finally finished it. <laughs> I'm also, I'm, I'm thinking about that. I'm, I'm gloating about that because I guessed the like plot twist like ten minutes into the ten minutes in the game. <laughs> like so, you start the game as Don't Batman. Don't tell them what if no, they want to play fine. it. No, it's fine. I'm not going to tell them. Uh, I, I whatever. You start the game as Batman. And so the, the it's PlayStation 4's Batman the Arkham Knight. It is the third in the trilogy of the Rocksteady games. Batman Arkham Asylum was on the original PlayStation 3 in like 2008. Mm-hmm. I remember playing the demo at my cousin's house and I was like, this is the most amazing Batman game I've ever. And really it is. It is like the most amazing Batman game in the entire planet. It includes all the lores, all the original animated series, Batman voices, Mark Hamill and everything as the, as the Joker. Oh, it's so good. And then the sequel Arkham city. And then this is the third one in the franchise and the, the titular ending, whatever game, I guess called Arkham Knight. So right. Batman's the Knight. He's like, he's always known as the Arkham Knight. And that kind of thing is like, oh, it's just about Batman, I guess. No, the villain is the Arkham Knight. Oh. I was like, oh, what? So it's like five minutes into the game. You're like, who the fuck is the Arkham? What? I thought I was the Arkham Knight. No, he's taking my title. I'm going to fight him. Oh my gosh. Anyway, so I bet I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So any kind of diehard comic book especially Batman fan or DC fan will play the game and be like, hold on a second. I think I know who it is. And I totally did. And so after like fucking 30 hours of gameplay, it's a huge game. It's a huge game. If your husband or your wife loves PlayStation and they like Batman and they haven't played this game, please go out and go get it for them right or now. Or just someone in your life. You don't have to be married to listen to our podcast. Yeah, no, totally. You don't have to be married to listen to our podcast. You can just do a thing. But if you like PlayStation games and like Batman, go out and get this game, especially because it's it, it came out when the system first started. And yeah, I think I got it for like $12 oh, at GameStop. Really? Yeah, no, it was fantastic. So that's awesome. Anyway, I just I guess the plot when they so I finally got to the place like 30 hours later of playing that I like they revealed the villain and I was like, ah, boom. Uh, yeah. Ooh, uh, 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 I knew it all along. Uh, uh. Sorry, that was my he was really jazzed. Um, if you couldn't I was tell. crumping. He was hype. Hype. So, OK, I got to put the lid on this thing. I got to drill this stuff. I, not in that order. And then go to shake town. Yeah, shake it off. Nah. Shake it off. Don't shake it like a Polaroid picture because it will actually damage your photos. Ah. Remember, do you remember that press release from Kodak? No. Okay, so in 2006 or something, when, when, (laughs) (laughs) when, uh, Hey Ya came out with Outcast. Oh, okay. That song, Shake It Like a Polaroid Picture. I'm going to insert that lyric right now. So they did that, and then everybody was shaking their Polaroid pictures. Eastman Kodak came out with a slogan. Stop it! No, they were just like, hey, you might ruin your photos if you do that, so don't do that. 
Because they, like, go ham on shaking them in the music video. And you're supposed to, like, lightly wave it dry. (laughs) (laughs) And not just... And not go to town, like, not try to flick the the colors off the photo. So, Emily's going to take video of me shaking this thing, and you're going to laugh. And then we'll be back to taste this in a minute. All right, that was a lot of effort. (laughs) The shaking? I know. How long were you sitting there going, oh, God. Uh, Uh. Tried sometime. You ready to try this? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Here, here's the thing. I tested after. Really? Yeah. Um. It doesn't look entirely appetizing. No, I mean, it, it totally looks doesn't. like a macaroni. It looks like a pasta salad or macaroni salad. Like I, I guess the dressing gave it a funky over color. Thing. Yeah. The, and you the gotta, picture of it looks so vibrant and everything. But. And that's when you know you're like, oh, you. Put it through Instagram. You hiked yeah. up the saturation. You increased the sharpness. You fucked with the clarity. If I was serving this on a dish, I would sprinkle it with the zest afterwards. Yeah, it would make it more potent, but it would give it like a little bit more of an appeal. Yeah, and maybe I sprinkle guess. a little cilantro yeah, on top. Yeah, on top or something. It's just because it it's okay. all mushed together. And this is actually something like I think in a, if they serve this in a restaurant, they wouldn't mix it together. They would serve it as is. Yeah. You would do pasta on the top, and then you do the bacon, then you do the avocado, then you do the cheese, then you do the stuff. Like it would be like a Cobb salad. Yeah, because in be Cobb like salads co- they do that. Yeah, they layer it, and then you mix it yourself. And I feel like that's how this would go. Presentation wise, is important. It's really it's kind of funky how our eyes contribute to the taste of a meal. You can blind taste yeah. something as like this is amazing, and then you can look at it and go like that looks disgusting Mm -hmm. and how those kind of impact your flavor so this mix doesn't look super good it looks okay i guess it'd be something that i would try to wake speaking of that do you remember when heinz did purple and green ketchup yeah and how poorly they did because it made that it was horrible to look at they were only popular with kids yeah and parents were like this this is is disgusting yeah i remember that you know what other funky Funky flavored food that I never got to try as a kid that I have always wanted to try. High C ecto coolers. What? I don't know what that is. Shit. Do we even grow up in the same reality? High C what? Okay, so you're familiar with high C, right? Yes, of course. Okay, so there was a big time when I was a kid that Ghostbusters had like a huge revival. Because Ghostbusters came out in 85 or 88. I'm not super sure on this. Excuse me, IMDb. Thank you. Uh, which I swear every time we watch a movie, like my, yeah. my phone should just stay open to IMDb sure. the whole time. Sure, we gotta look up all the facts. Who is that? What are they? What were? What else do I know them in? <laughs> Who is the, this? That guy. What is this? Does it match my dress? They uh, coming for the. I forgot. There's a new Ghostbusters coming out next corsages. year. Corsages. Yes, yeah, and this is what's what's. 1984. 84. Okay, so I was. <laughs> what did I say? 85 or 88? Yeah. Okay, it was off by. Uh, one or four years, <laughs> eighty-five or eighty-eight. Oh, so okay. either one of us, right? I was I either off the, by I one didn't hear or the eighty-eight. Now it's like, do you not know how that works? <laughs> how math works? Okay, it was actually really funny about this ten, tiny tangent. That new Ghostbusters is going to be a continuation of the original tri- the original two movies, so making it a trilogy, which is they're going to completely ignore the remake of the females the gals which is this is very much like a turf war it feels like yeah where they're like well you did that well fuck you for doing that especially because 
Ernie Hudson and Dan Arkroyd and Bill Murray were all in that. Yeah, they all made guest appearances. Because, don't stare at me like that. You got the bug eyes. Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis. Uh, because there was a big feud between Bill uh, Bill Murray and Harold Ramis, and they didn't speak for like 25 years. And then Harold Ramis was like on his deathbed, and then Bill Murray like and him made up. I don't know what the feud was about. No, I don't think anybody really knows what it's about. And anyway, but Ramis passed before this new Ghostbusters yeah, with Kate McKinnon and uh, Leslie Jones uh-huh. and Melissa, Melissa McCarthy, McCarthy and Kristen Wiig. Is it McCartney or McCarthy? Ma- Kristen McCartney? Megan Mullally? Melissa McCarthy. Something. McCartney. McCarthy. It's McCarthy. It's McCarthyism. It's the 50s. It's the Red, it's okay, the red wait, Scare. Who is the fourth the one? Scare. Uh, Leslie Jones? No, where is it? Leslie Kristen Wiig. Oh, Kristen Wiig. I Kate McKinnon. Kristen Wiig was in it. <laughs> She's the brunette. Okay. Uh, they're just, totally ignoring this. Okay. All of that. Backtrack. Beep, 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 beep. We're talking about ecto ghoulers. For some oh. reason, when I was a kid, but this was like in the early 90s, Ghostbusters was fucking huge for some reason. And ecto coolers was a slimer flavored drink of oh. high C. See, and I wouldn't have known because I didn't really know what Ghostbusters was. I wasn't allowed to watch it. it oh. Why weren't you I to watched watch it the it? first time with you. Wow. Shit, like, and that was like six years ago. Yeah, like one. Well, when we first, like, so like eight years ago. Eight like years ago. Was a, yeah. Oof. Oof. Woof. I just knew the song. Those bastards. Yes, that one. <laughs> it's very funny that you didn't know. Anyway. Yeah, that was so. It was like green Kool Aid, high C stuff. Oh, I never of had, course, of course, because it was slimer flavored. Ecto cooler, ecto being like ectoplasm. He's slimy, Ray. Wow, actual physical contact. I love Ghostbusters. <laughs> Fuck. Ghostbusters, what do you want? Ghostbusters, what do you want? <laughs> do you want to know? The thing is, I only really know certain lines because you say them nonstop. I collect spores, smells, and fungus. The only times I've watched Ghostbusters Are is with, with me you. In Halloween. <laughs> yeah. In our October Halloween movie thon. Yeah, movie thon. We need to come up with like a fun name for that. We need like we need to like design posters and then hang them around. Spookapalooza movie song. Spookapalooza. Oh shit! What? Spookapalooza. Yay! What a fucking great name. Okay, You're I'm welcome. gonna start. I'm gonna start working on the posters so that we can hang them up around the house. Everyone's gonna come over and watch yeah, movies. it'll be a Spookapalooza. It'll be really great, and we'll just have like it'll be um it'll be open house. So like for the month of October. Oh god. It'll be open house every Thursday night. That sounds miserable. Every Thursday night, you guys can come. Or like, eh, we should do like a couple nights a week. Whatever. Like, Let's eat some pasta. Thursday and Friday. All right. Uh, I'm going to dig into this. I got to see Kay. if I can get a little bit of corn, a little bit of bacon, a little bit of thing, a little bit of thing, a little bit of thing. I saw that eyebrow raise. I could get behind this. Yeah, me too, actually. Okay. Here's what I think the real kicker is. I salted the crap out of this, out of the dressing. No. And I, when you did it, I was like. Like too much salt. And I'm like, nope, trust me. This needs a lot of salt because there is no salt anywhere else. The bacon isn't extra salted or anything. We didn't salt the pasta. We didn't salt the avocado. We didn't salt the bacon. We didn't do it. Like there's not a lot of, yes, there was a lot of bacon, 
and but bacon isn't at least to me bacon isn't inherently salty no it's savory yes so it doesn't it, like it needs stuff cilantro isn't salt no cotija cheese isn't salt no so and and pasta because it's pasta i feel like pasta calms the flavors of many things mm -hmm. and that's why you have to like counterbalance and bring out the flavors a lot of stuff by salting so what did it call for in the recipe like a pinch of salt no uh, I, I think I probably put a, a tablespoon or more. Okay, now it sounds like a lot of salt, but but it's a, it's a four quart bowl of pasta. Yeah, it's a huge amount of pasta. So you figure like that much salt for like what twenty servings or something yeah. like that. So I read this article recently about how to like up your quality, up your restaurant game, like up your up your cooking game. And it was written by this guy who was kind of a chef, but he was like, hey, I didn't I didn't officially go to culinary school. Like I started out washing dishes and then have grown to a place where I learned from chefs, learned from chefs, learned from chefs, and finally was able to prove himself in some kitchens and then earned himself an executive chef position over the course of like 25 years. Okay. So this guy was talking about how when he first started cooking, when he first moved away from like dish washing dishes and a chef took the like... You took know, him he, under his he wing. Did like the, he did the ratatouille thing where he like started like trying to sneak and cook stuff. Gotcha. You know, and the chef was like, hey, 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 knock, knock, knock it the fuck off. <laughs> but you want to cook? Okay, I'll teach you how. And one of the first things he taught him was that salt brings out the flavor of a lot of foods. So you actually need a surprising amount of it. Huh. And so he was wondering why he's like, the food doesn't taste that good. The food doesn't taste that good. The food doesn't taste that good. And he said that the chef told him was like, you're not salting enough. You will know when to stop salting when we get a dish sent back. And so oh. he was like, okay, I'll salt. And he started salting dishes. And every time he sent a dish out and he salted like, okay, that's too much salt. And he sent it out and it didn't get sent back. It was the cue to like, you need to salt more. Wow. So he did it like, I think he said like 12 times, 12 times that he like salted the dish and and sent it out and it didn't get sent back and it was like on the 12th time that it finally got sent back that he's like holy shit i've been under salting all that time and so i think it's one of those things that people don't quite they know don't, how to use salt they don't know how to use salt. They're, well there there's a lot of hype and there's a lot of fear around sodium and over salting and things and that's really true in fast food because you don't yeah. quite know what you're eating because someone else has made that for you. Yes. You don't have any idea how much salt that they put in. So if you're like, you've got salty food from, you know, a TV dinner and then you're adding salt to it. Yeah. That's, that's kind lot. of a thing. But if you're making your own food, you know how much salt you can, you're, you know how much salt you're actually putting in. You're in a little bit more, you're in a lot more control of your own diet and your salt intake and therefore it's not nearly as terrible. So just if you're pregnant, be careful, be, be careful. But <laughs> One of the things is is that most people undersalt their food, and that's why it doesn't taste as good. So they go to restaurants and they're like, what? everything's so good because it's two things: butter, butter and salt, and salt. Yep, and that makes it. So I, I can get behind this recipe with everything else, like. The amount of like the lime juice I thought was excessive and it's very delicious. Oh, it's fantastic. It's actually very good. Three. Perfect. And acidity. I think there's a difference between lime zest. I mean, yes, there is a physical difference between lime zest and lime juice, but there was a slight flavor differential between yes. lime zest and lime juice. Stick with the quarter teaspoon of lime zest. And really, I, I just zested one sort of small lime, which yeah. was fine. But the three tablespoons of lime juice in the mayo made it very watery, but it was actually really, really worth it. And then 
Um, cilantro. The cilantro is really pretty good. I'm sorry if it tastes like soap to you because you're a super taster. That sucks. The bacon was really good. The cotija cheese is really good. The grilled corn is extremely savory. Yes, this recipe fails in one big capacity where she did not account no, for not, enough salt. Not at all. So, and and, and also, I knew it. I put in the amount that she wanted and I was like, this isn't going to be enough. And it's going to be bland and boring. Or worse, it's going to be bitter and sour because of the lime juice. And there won't be a good balance. And Just like when you balance. make guacamole, it's yeah. really hard to find that it's balance It's really hard to find there. that balance of like acidity and savory with yeah. tomatoes and lime juice. Because you have really, you have two acidic and... ingredients. You have tomatoes are acidic and you have the lime juice that's acidic lime or lemon juice sometimes yeah. depending on what you do. And making guac that is really good, you have to balance that out with a little bit of salt. And, and cheat with sour cream, actually. That's and when my I, big thing. And when I said be careful if you're pregnant, that's not about sodium intake. That's when I was pregnant, I salted the shit out of everything. <laughs> yeah, there was stuff that I was like, I thought I applied a lot of salt. And I do. I apply a fair amount of salt to a lot of stuff. And Emily, you're always like, dude, this is going to be too. And then I'm like, it's not. And then you're like, oh, never mind. It's delicious. Never mind. I could even use more salt. And I could even use a little bit more salt. And there were times when I'm like, whoa, <laughs> Emily, holy <laughs> shit. I cannot tell you how many like Himalayan pink salt little grinders things. I remember we went through one in a week. No. We went through one in a week and I was like, what? I don't. What are you doing? I just. That is so much. uh, It was amazing. I needed a lot of salt when I was pregnant. So this is a pretty good recipe. This is actually not bad. I would rate this like a two and a uh, two seven five, I think. This is a three for me. It's not quite a three. It's really good because also I'm thinking about it sitting overnight ruminating in these flavors uh, okay. a little bit tomorrow tomorrow will be pretty pretty good because I, I think so. that's actually i think that is the key to macaroni and pasta salads the pasta will absorb will suck in the flavors mm-hmm. the noodles themselves will become flavorful yeah. and it has some acidity so hopefully the avocados will stay a little little bit yeah because sometimes acidity helps with the browning of avocados. Yeah. So hopefully that they won't go bad too well, quickly. Well, we'll keep it in an airtight container. I think it should be just fine. But I'm excited to try this tomorrow. I think this Me is too. actually pretty good. So it could do with a little more corn. And uh, yeah, this would be get mini farfalli, I think. Yeah. The big farfalli is right, fine. And you're right on the more corn. I, need, I wanted more of a pop. Yeah, a little more corn. A little more corn, mini farfalli, and more salt. And then this recipe is totally flawless. I think so. It's a really so the, the farfalle is my fault. I won't blame her for that, but I will absolutely scold this woman for not enough fucking salt. No, no way a pinch would no. be enough to salt four fucking quarts of pasta. Of pasta, even if you use, yeah. even if you used mini farfalle, no way, no, no way. Eight strips of bacon, half a bunch of cilantro, a you know, whatever, a half cup of cotija cheese. Nope, 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 nope. So feel free to go after this for the- I would probably make this for like a party or something. Yeah, I would totally this would be this. really fun. This would be perfect for a summer this party, a especially summer with dish. more corn. Yeah, especially um, with more corn. That, like, I don't know, there's something about like the juiciness and a pop of corn as uh, you, this not is a popcorn, very good... but a pop of corn. <laughs> this is a very good summer barbecue dish. Yes. This is definitely something that you would bring to a summer birthday party or something like that, or like a pool party. You're like, hey, have this. It is light. It is refreshing, especially with the lime and everything. So, And it, I mean, yeah, shaking it was hard, but honestly, like, if we weren't talking in between and stuff, we could crank this out yeah. pretty quickly. Nah, not going to lie. This was, this was 15 minutes. And I, if I were you, I'd prep it the day before so your, yep. your salad can cool. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Because it's, it's still pretty good, but it's like, 
I wonder if it'll be better when it's colder too. I think it will. I think it will absolutely be better. So. Okay, friends, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter at One Pen Podcast and join us our shop join our shopping list at www.onepenpodcast.com to keep up with all of the fun things that we are up to. Join us next week. Uh, you better follow our Instagram for all of uh, the fun puns that <laughs> the f- continue the f- to unfold. The food puns that are baked into every episode of One <laughs> Pen Podcast. <laughs> I'm excited having fun with my social media. <sighs> all right, you guys. It's been great. Yeah. We love you. We appreciate you. Thanks for listening. Tell a friend. Review the show on iTunes if you get the chance. This has been the One Pan Podcast. Sometimes the food's funny. Yes. Not so much. <laughs>